0: Hi, Goatees. Just wanted to make a quick note here that our live finale event was recorded on June 9th, a few weeks before Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. A lot of what we talk about in this finale episode is relevant, but certain things may feel a little anachronistic given what we're facing today. Okay, thanks for listening and hope you enjoy our season three finale.
1: Hey, Goatees, it's your favorite. It's me, Roxy. And it's me, Prisca! <laughs> Happy season three finale. Is it our finale already? I can't even believe that. Do you feel like you aged a million years or did you feel like it just went by in a flash of a second?
0: I mean, I feel like it's both. I can't like, I feel like we were different people at the beginning of season three.
1: (laughs) I really no. Why why do I feel like season three has been like a journey, honey? A
0: journey. I mean, it's been like a full school year of learning. That's true. Unlearning and learning. Yeah. I really do feel like this
1: season we took a lot more breaks to deal with like the collision suffering of the world yeah but um also i want to applaud us and pat ourselves on the backs for doing so because i think leading by example that it's okay to take those breaks when you I need agree. more time to process
0: yeah <laughs> i agree and like there's no point in making this if we're not also practicing what we preach you know what i mean if we're saying to take rest and we're saying to be sustainable with the way you work and we're not fucking doing it Hell yeah that's not good for anybody that's exactly for sister
1: no exactly sister and i want to show up as my best self for you and for Ugh. our goatees
0: oh same 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 z's well it's we've got an exciting jam-packed finale for you Starting off with, we just want to let you know and thank everyone mm-hmm. who came to our live season three recording event We love you! at Hey Hey Boba Cafe. Oh my
1: goodness. It was just crazy. How are
0: you processing that, Rox?
1: How are you processing it?
0: <laughs> I was so nervous before, as you know, and Roxy kept, like, she was like, don't freak out about this. Don't freak out about this. And I, of course, I freaked out about no,
1: everything. No, let's be honest. I had so much anxiety as well. Like, you yes. and I were both... Anxiety. <laughs> like, you're I think like we were trying to calm each
0: other down. I think we so too.
1: <laughs> but we were freaked out. I mean, it was a big deal for us, though. You know, it was Huge. our first live event. Um, yeah. We were uncertain how many people were going to show up because there is that rising COVID number again in yeah, Los Angeles. True. And like a lot of our friends had to tap out on the day because they were getting positive, positive results yeah. or getting exposed. You know. Yeah.
0: And then Biden came into town that day, so the oh, traffic yeah, I forgot about in LA that. was murderous. <laughs> and it was like du- you'll probably hear during the recording but it was like a full two minutes of his helicopter like marine one <laughs> landing at dodger stadium and we had like some lovely person sharing like a very intimate story um because we had our goatees in the audience sharing stories at one point and i was uh-huh. like oh no hold for sound hold for president
1: <laughs> but she was also so into it so it's like can't interrupt her Can- may can't not interrupt, interrupt
0: her. <laughs> her. yeah but you know what was crazy rocks mm, is that mm. I think, you know, we look at a lot of our data sometimes as to who our goatees are. And a lot of times it's uh, it tends to be either female non-binary between the ages of 30 and 45.
1: Wonder why. Uh (laughs) Uh, Prisca has been looking at these stats recently for research and for other things. It's fascinating.
0: It's fascinating. But in our live person event, I would say like we had a really, really good mix of people, like a very diverse crowd, you know. And that was how did you feel about that?
1: you know it was a little crazy because I-, I think i had a lot of anxiety about starting because i'm not really yeah. used to performing you know what i mean oh. like i i'm not used to being in front of the camera or like being a part of a show like i'm always behind the scenes so i think like it- it's definitely standard protocol to like wait a little before the show starts but my stomach was like riling up like crazy people were coming in but also it's like we we met like so many of our friends came to support us and we wanted to like talk to them and then I was like wait we have a big topic today like like are we ready for that like do we need to take a breath together you know there was like a lot of stuff happening but I was so excited and I just really wanted to you know make sure that everything goes well for it being our live show so I think once it started though once I looked into your beautiful eyes (sighs) I felt held I felt held and it also I just want to thank all the goatees that showed up because I was so shocked at I mean I know that it's a podcast but everybody was so respectful and quiet throughout the whole thing and I'm so used to people talking on the side. You know, yes. for so many yes, things. Like, totally. do you feel that way? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I was worried that we would have a lot of side talking, that we'd have to do a lot of, you know, because I do a lot of gigging in yeah. noisy bars, and sometimes you have <laughs> to like kind of split your brain in two and like pretend like it's not happening. You kind of have to like disassociate, and it's right. very discouraging, you know, and and it's hard to like really access something deep. Mm-hmm. But everyone was so respectful, and that was so wonderful. And everyone, you know, it was people. Roxy and I kept going, "Do you know them? Do you know them? <laughs> and if we both didn't know them, we'd be like, "Oh my god." it's like a real goatee you know it's not just like friends trying to be supportive of us which is great but it was also like great to also see people that have found the podcast organically or you know so to all of you who came like we appreciate it so much because if we had like a really boisterous crowd. I think I don't think we would have been able to tackle a topic like bodily autonomy the way we did.
1: Absolutely. And also shout out to everybody who came through on the side and stopped to listen. Like uh, I yes. want to give a shout out to Elliot who was so freaking sweet. Like afterwards they came up to me and they said that you know I, they're white and um, Elliot if you're listening to this hi. hi um and they said that they took like you know Mandarin for seven years. I <gasps> wanted to Whoa. support the podcast or like intern or be a part Part of us or like help our community like that is so beautiful like I've never I didn't expect that like I didn't yeah. expect that people would stop to listen and then yeah. stay for the entire thing and then mix with us also I know. afterwards. know I know
0: and drink with us yeah it was it was really wild and so I think we just feel really encouraged we're excited to share this little live epi with you because it's mm. really special to us it is and I I think what it helped me realize was The more we share and the more honest we are with like yours and my experiences, the more relatable it is because we can all relate to just really feeling alone in things, getting into the weeds of things, like feeling every subtle feeling between feelings. And I think the fact that we're able to just share that verbally, I'm just so glad that I feel less alone because I know other people feel the same and I'm glad we can hopefully make people feel a little less alone.
1: Even more beautiful, one more thing that I have to say is that I saw, like, different groups mixing afterwards and talking to each other and encouraging each other. And then one of our goatees came up to me and said... We need to make. I don't know if we have the ability to also manage this as well because you and I have so much on our plates. But they were like, you need to create a two-horny goats community group because we all want to like, you know, get in touch with each other and like stay connected. Like and, a Discord, yeah. And then oh, oh yeah, like shit. a Discord. And they're like, and that was so moving to me because like Priska, like you and i have started a community and that goes to everybody listening to this like you have your voice and you have the yeah. power and like you have the ability to as well like prisca and i are just normal people you know and we just yeah. started this and look at what transpired out of it so look i think i'm inspired by all of you you know yes
0: and we have a couple big special thanks special yes. thanks to chris from hey hey Whoop. special thanks to amy lou for um kinda wrangling people. She made love sure her. our poster got signed that day. Yes, um, love you yeah, Amy. and she- made a beautiful fruit salad. So thank you, Amy Liu. <laughs> it's not an event in the Asian-American community until Amy Liu arrives. Yes. Yep, we all know this to be true. Um, huge thanks to Minji for emceeing the night. Minji Chang, if you're not listening to First of All, um, you, you should what be. are you doing? You yeah, should well, what's be. What's yeah. happening? Huge, huge, huge thanks to my husband, Abraham Kim. Yes. He handled sound for the day. He Whoop. carried giant speakers. He set up the crazy sound setup that we had up. Whoop. And you're going to hear he made us sound so good. And the only reason why we exist is literally because of him Yes, and uh, finally to Melly Lee who took some gorgeous photos of the night that we're going to be continuing to share on social media. Roxy I, I know that someone kind of approached you recently one of our, our goatees to talk to you about getting tarot reading. Um, can you tell me about that?
1: Yeah so I want to give a very special shout out to one of our listeners Larry Park. What's up Larry? What's up Larry? Uh, <laughs> and Larry you know um, he emailed me um, uh, you know just uh, asking if he could get a tarot reading and he's one of our listeners um larry is i think he's in his late 40s or 50s and he definitely works in a hyper masculine environment i don't want to give too much away without his permission but it was just really 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 nice to to see somebody who is like a different generation than us listening to our podcast and um opening themselves up to just sort of like these very difficult I guess unearthings or like uncusping of topics that come from within us and being open enough to have a tarot reading done by me. And for me, that was very moving because in other circumstances, in other situations, in other social settings, he and I would have never talked. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's just a reminder to everybody that your voice can travel a long way and you never know who's listening. And so Larry, I just really want to give you a very special shout out. I think you were so special. Thank you for sharing so much of yourself with me during our session. And um, I really encourage, you know, anybody like even within our community to just reach out and have a discussion. You never know yeah. what someone's going through and you never know how similar those experiences may be. So it just, like, it was really inspiring to sort of garner that conversation with him.
0: That's amazing. And, you know, I read on... I think there was a subreddit this morning of, like, what's the worst thing about being a man? And, yeah, obviously, after sweaty balls and hair growing out (laughs) of every place, one of the things they were saying was you you get ignored or laughed at when you share your emotions. And some some of these men were sharing stories of when they were dating women and they were like, well, you're too emotionally unavailable. I want you to be more emotionally available. But when they finally did open up, they they were laughed at or called not masculine enough or not sensitive enough or, 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 or too sensitive or too, you know what I mean, too soft. Yeah. Yeah. And they got laughed at and then... Like we don't create enough room and space and softness for the men in our society. And I feel like that's a true travesty because, again, it's like we've said so many times, the patriarchy doesn't serve any of us because it's no use to just sit around hating men like, you know, man-hating.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. It can be really
0: tempting as women, you know? But it's so unhelpful because it's like when men are not given the space to like thrive and share and actually not be so repressed with their emotions, um, then they are worse, worse partners and then they make women's lives more difficult or whoever's dating them's lives more difficult and, and it's on and on and on. So we need to solve this problem um, from every gender, not exactly. just, you know,
1: exactly. um, women
0: getting stronger and women empowerment, but it's like finding a way to encourage and uplift each other.
1: I just love that because it's just gave me a safe space to learn as well. And yeah. I think that was very, very, very special. Ah!
0: Beautiful. I love that. I love our goatees. So- ah! Thank you, Larry. We are so excited to have you at part of the goatee community. And before we kind of jump into this episode, you know, the the topic of this episode was bodily autonomy. And Roxy and I, we chose it because of all the shit happening in our country, Uh, women's rights seemingly being taken away, Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, a lot of conversations about um, just who does your body belong to and who is allowed to exert control. And after we finished this amazing live episode, Roxy recommended this um, documentary to me and can you tell the goatees a little bit about what it's about oh
1: my (laughs) i would say like supplemental reading oh my fucking god bitch (laughs) so like so rochelle and i were hanging out and then um you know uh, she was just telling me about about this documentary that she was watching at this point it hasn't really blown up quite yet Uh uh-huh and um she said did you know that like in mormonism there's like this sector or like this one prophet who said that you need to have at least three wives to have a universe after you die yeah right and then i said well that's kind of crazy and then she's like yeah. yeah so the more wives you c- collect the bigger universe yours will be and the then bigger she the Big bang you know the <laughs> bigger the big bang bitch and Damn. then um i just i just started seeing tiktok just sort of talk about like this documentary i kept sharing it with priscilla because i know that this is um a topic that's like would be of interest to her in and yeah. a lot of the themes that she discuss discusses about and then so i started watching i i think you and i started watching it the same night like
0: the same day yeah 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 the
1: same day and then i had I have to be honest with you okay so the top the documentary if y'all are watching it already yeah. is uh keep sweet uh-huh. uh pray and obey a and obey Ugh. i have to ask you a question priscilla okay ask ask away fire away how how did you manage to get past the first episode to binge all of it at once i
0: think it was so It was like watching a train wreck. It was so (laughs) grotesque that you couldn't really stop. And I think, obviously, I had a much, much, much less extreme upbringing. However, a lot of the ideas breadcrumbed, if you followed them, could lead to the same conclusion at its most... If if it was taken to the most extreme. You know, so a lot of the 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 things that the women and girls were taught actually really like all girls like young girls yeah i i had similar um things said to me in the Mm. church and so i think abe and i you know my abe is a pastor's kid too we both had this like we recognize it but also it's like way worse like i think factor 10 worse than what we went through yeah i mean i couldn't get past 100
1: I think I'm, I'm like, on episode two because I had to stop and, like, end up Googling what happened with Jeff Warren yeah. because I'm like, this is so bad. Like, what eventually happened? And, like, hearing some of these women's stories about yeah. what they went through as 14-year-old girls, like... It's disgusting. I just had to... I just had to... And then once I discovered what happened to him, I'm just like... Or what he did. Yep. and yeah. And for them to use God and religion in such a way to have such power. But it starts... So
0: slowly with this idea of submission and, and, yes. and even the title keep sweet was one of the kind of slogans for the, for the girls at, on this. Uh, so it's the fundamentalist, uh, church of the Latter-day LDS. Saints, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's FL, uh, uh F- FLDS. FLDS, like basically it's like keep sweet, keep sweet pray and obey, whatever the men tell you to do, that's what you do. You know, whatever your husband tells you to to do, that's what you do. Whatever, uh, when you're young, whatever your father tells you to do, whatever the male prophet tells you to do, you do. So that could include marrying a cousin, marrying a man in his eighties when you're 14.
1: Oh God.
0: All they wanted to do was basically have as many wives as possible and procreate as much as possible to not just grow the community, but grow their, their heavenly you know universe those photos priscilla
1: those photos those kissing photos of like an 85 year old and a 19 year old woman yeah i just i just i just couldn't and and i think we were watching this after we did our event on bodily autonomy yeah and these women when they try to express their desires or try to set boundaries or like express their needs or wants yeah. it's immediately shut down it's like totally. it, 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 it's just it's just um it's really difficult to watch is what i would say but i think yeah. it's such a great it's also sort of like our unsolicited pick at the very beginning of this one for everybody yeah. to watch just because it like relates so heavily to the theme of our topic for this episode. It does.
0: And it takes... This documentary takes it to such an extreme that I think it helps me realize how important the topic was that we covered. And I would say we barely scratched the surface of this topic and we really, I think, will probably bring it back in a future season. A
1: hundred percent.
0: Because I think even as we were preparing for the live event, um, I was like, this could go in so many directions, you know?
1: It really could. And, like,
0: just realizing you know, obviously looking at FLDS, you're like, Oh my God, that's so extreme. How could they ever let that like, let a man take so much control over them. But at the same time, it's like, we're all human. And so if it can happen to them, it can happen to us. It really depends on where you grew up, what society you were in. And then also even now as adults, just being so like accustomed to how our culture is that we often Mm -hmm. give up our own bodily autonomy without Fully consciously realizing it
1: Absolutely So y'all For this finale episode Yay. We touch upon bodily autonomy In this broader way um, yeah. But we also know that we'll dive into it Much more deeply Because we're just scratching the surface here A lot of our topics We're just scratching the surface here yeah. But um, you know We don't want to delay this We know no, we're all looking forward to this So we're going to transition so really soon for, I'm, so, I know. I'm excited so excited to for have everybody you guys listen, listen, listen to this in. Ah! But also but like, um... I love you guys. You know, Prisca, we'll just share our message. Um, we're going to have a really, really good summer. I hope all of you have a really, really good summer. You Yay. know, um, this this podcast has been a fucking blessing to me. And 100%. hopefully, like, connecting with all of you, like, I could have never imagined. So these are my parting words. Prisca, do you have anything to say before we go into um,
0: it? I would say I totally second that. And we had, like, a little poster for everyone at the live event to sign. And, and I literally felt like it was our yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> So I definitely feel that, like, have a great summer energy. Yes. Um, I know Roxy and I, (laughs) I think we've all been just every single one of us has been going through this collective like mourning and grief and exhaustion and everything and so we're going to practice what we preach and talk about all the time we're going to take a breaky break so that we can be better and refreshed and come up with topics for you um, ways that we would love it if you could support us both financially by <laughs> um, you can send you can go to twohornigots.com and click the donate, There's button. A donate
1: button yeah um,
0: and also uh, you know if you have any panels or events that you need someone to speak on um, I think you're going to tell from the live recording that we're not bad that we did that you want us on your panels we you want us at your events so please invite us to that and also it seems small but it's huge please leave us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts
1: spotify or itunes you know um anywhere like we would love that five star review all right and now without further without enjoy our season three
2: finale see you on the other side Welcome to the season three finale, live taping for Two Horny Ghosts. My name is Minji Chang, yes, I think, yes, and uh, I'm, a, I'm one of their lovers, huge fan, and a fellow podcaster. Really, really excited to be here to kick off the event today. Okay, so reminder again, this is a safe space. We're going to get into sensitive topics, so be prepared for that in your mind, your heart, your spirit. Um, They want me to share a little bit about my podcast. Uh, So my my podcast is called First of All, and uh, it's been... Thank you, Quincy. Shout out to Quincy, Asian Americana. We're all part of the uh, Asian American podcast universe. Um, Podcasting has been quite a journey for all of us who, who care to share our stories. A lot of Asian Americans have not felt as comfortable uh, and we're, we're breaking that silence. We're breaking those barriers in the last few years with all the different podcasts that have been uh, coming to the space. With films, shout out to Go Nakamura, Paul Dante, they're all doing voiceover, making music, composing. Chanel here is writing, directing. There's so many storytellers and podcasting is one of the spaces that we wanted to make our authentic stories and our authentic voices heard. So for mine, I started, uh, first of all, five years ago, which is wild. Um, we've talked about mental health, we've talked about dating, we've talked about generational trauma, we've talked about things that we've wanted to say out loud in our spaces and so these two have been a great inspiration for me. They've been uh, collaborators, they've been on my show sharing their voices and their light. So yeah, just wanted to set that tone because podcasting can be a really vulnerable art, if you will, and a, and, a, and a beautiful exercise of vulnerability, of creativity, and so you guys being here with Priska and Roxy means the entire universe to them, and it means to anybody who's like sharing that space, even if it's just you on your phone with your headphones on, um, we're sharing space together, so that means a lot, so thank you. Uh, a few logistics, we have merch. They finally have merch, so they win. We finally have merch! Ah! We're real. And then we have patches and we have stickers. So please do support. They have a cute little QR code to make it really easy for you to Venmo or PayPal them. All of that goes to support our amazing creatives because they put their heart and soul and hard work into making this show for all of you guys. We have a poster that Amy, shout out to Amy Lou, who's handling all the merch and gave us this amazing fruit salad. But the poster's right over there and we would love for you to sign it, make your mark to commemorate being here with... Prisca and Roxy, so please sign it before you leave. They would really appreciate that. And uh, thank you again to Hey for the space, for the boba. And uh, with that, we're ready to, are you guys ready for this live taping of our season three finale? Okay, we're gonna need you to make a lot of noise. Ready to take the stage. We have Prisca, lee Kim, and Roxy Shi!
1: Everybody, I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska, And we are the Two Horny goats. goats. We're just two horny goats climbing the mountain of life, eating Asian-American stereotypes for breakfast. breakfast.
0: It with all without all the people in this room so thank you very much um some logi logistics there's two seats in the front if anyone is over 30 and their knees are just not cutting it anymore yeah i'm not looking at you kevin fong please yeah. there, there's there's two seedy seats up front um and you get to share our breath you know what i mean Oh,
1: yes. (sighs) Yes. I can't tell you how moved I am to see all of your beautiful faces here because it is Prisca and me and I, grammar, whatever, (laughs) um, all of our favorite people here congregated. 100%. We've been wanting to do this ever since we created the podcast. It's been virtual since the pandemic. Yep. And I was like, yo, girl, how about we do like a mixer finally? And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And she's like, what if we added boba? And I was like, wait, what? And then? And then we did it. And then we were just like how about let's do a panel yeah, yes
0: let's do a panel um, and very excited to, to be here with y'all and uh, you know I think podcasting can be really isolating sometimes because you're just alone in a room maybe with like a Roxy maybe by yourself and then... I was really
1: happy when I was alone with you I don't understand what you're trying to do anyway <laughs> Me too. Really? Um but then you put it
0: out in the world and you don't know you don't yeah. know how it's gonna be if your thoughts are you know if people hate it if people like it if people just you know disagree and so this is great because we can see your faces and just feel your energies and I think we're like-minded and we're all different, so we're gonna have a lot to talk about today.
1: Also, just to say, there is a special drink of the night called a go uh, tea. Oh my god, a go tea! Get it because uh, it's a tea. Uh, 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 oh. ah we
0: love dad jokes here. Yes, we do. We're a dad joke centric podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, we uh, are it's not going to go as long as our usual podcasting because we do want to be able to get your stories onto this episode as well. So our topic today is drum roll, please. Brrr. Oh, yours is longer. Oh, sorry. And harder. <laughs> and faster. Wait, no, if it's if I get there first, I'm faster.
0: Sometimes faster is not always good. <sighs> That's true. Yeah. Ooh, burn. Anyway, uh, our, <laughs>
1: our topic is
0: body autonomy. autonomy. Oh, my gosh. I'm so surprised. Are I'm you? Sur- no. I mean, we, we, made the, we made the one sheet. So. Raise
1: your hand here if you've been traumatized by what's been happening this year in our world. Thank you, everybody. How many group
0: chats do you have that are keeping you afloat? 17,
1: 30, Eight. Three, oh, eight, good. Well, a Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Ding, ding, ding. Wow, ding. You win. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but Priska, you came up with this idea. Yeah. Why?
0: I think... Obviously with um, the leaked draft of Roe v. Wade being overturned um, and a lot of things that just feel like they're taking away a lot of our rights mm-hmm. in general and it feels like the pendulum is somehow swinging back in a way that feels really uncomfortable and um, whatnot. I think it's just great to center a conversation around that. So I think that's part of why we chose it. And I think on top of that, I come from a very religious background and thinking through a lot of this topic, you, you realize, especially being female um, in the church, a lot of your autonomy gets taken away and that does involve both your mind and your body. And so that's one thing we want to talk about. And you wanted to bring up kind of the Asian American side of it, right?
1: Well, it's interesting because when we think about bodily autonomy, Mm -hmm. what comes first to mind, right? Like with Roe v. Wade, it's very easy to just say, well, taking away a woman's choice. But when you really dive deeper into the historical context of what this actually is, we've all suffered through it. It's sort of like the taking away of this intrinsic right that we have—the yeah. moment we come into this world, mm-hmm. right? So, but it becomes really money. It becomes really cloudy. Yeah. there's there's like you know workers being uh, owned by corporations. There's definitely. slavery. There's you know there's ownership of our bodies and our choice throughout so many different types of contexts.
0: Yeah, and we definitely want to frame it like this is not just a women's or femme presenting yeah. person issue. Yeah. Um, however, the patriarchal structures that many of us live under. Uh, especially, you know, in the Western world, still yeah. um, make it so that a lot of times, female or female-presenting people still get the short end of the stick. So um, that's why we're kind of framing it that way. But men go through it equally as, and it's as devastating. Trans so,
1: bodies, right? Yes. Queer spaces, like mm-hmm. we all. Like, if you want to think about it in a greater context, bodily autonomy is a much bigger issue than what is presented to us. Straight away.
0: Yes. One hundred percent. Ooh, and do you feel that breeze? Mm. Ooh, that's nice. Oh,
1: talking deeply. Talking but deeply, also but feeling refreshed. Feeling refreshed. <laughs> so that's how it is on two horny goats. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we are willing to uh, go there if you're willing to meet us. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think some people call it emotional whiplash and we have <laughs> t- trademarked it. Um, but we're gonna dive into topic one and right. talk a little bit about like what does autonomy mean? What does autonomy mean? It's about a person's whole self, and it can involve not just sexuality, not just their sex or gender, but their dreams, their occupation, whether or not they want to start a family, future things that they they envision for themselves. So that's everything. I mean, even more than that, but it encompasses so much of our personhood, you know?
1: Do you think that this just started right when society started getting created, like, because of the need of structure, of hierarchy, right? Yeah, like, the, yeah. the naturally, the taking away of our own autonomous choice of our bodies comes into existence.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I I, I totally understand what you're saying. and I, You know, I think, you know, a lot of us are here, and we're Asian, and um, I feel like bodily autonomy is not just a Western world thing, mm-hmm. um, but it actually makes for a better community when each person has their autonomy and their own power. You is know? It,
1: do you believe that it's an intrinsic right?
0: I do. Yeah, I personally do. Do you?
1: I want to believe that. Ooh. I want to believe that. And I'm curious to see what everybody else thinks after we dive a little bit more into our own personal experiences because we could go on here. Because obviously 45 minutes is not a long enough time to discuss and no. tackle all of these topics and you know, sub-conversations yeah. that needs to come into this. But what we can do is share our own experiences of what yeah. this means to us and how it's been changing and how it is still present today. Yeah, right? and
0: I think one big thing to remember is, you know, having bodily autonomy does not mean that you get to infringe on somebody else's bodily autonomy, you know? So just because you have the right and, and, and should have um, just the wherewithal to to, to have... Power over your body, your, your choices, your mind, your thoughts and whatnot. It doesn't mean that you have the power or, the, or should have the power to take away someone else's ability to, to do just that. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's tough. I'm like, I really want to start talking about you, Uh, Priska. Can we just start jump into it? I don't want to over intellectual or over philosophize everything because I know that this could become like an academia thing when you and I have never gotten past a bachelor's degree, (laughs) and that would just (laughs) (laughs) failed Asians. Yay! Yay! What do you do when you're failed Asians? Start a Podcast. podcast. Okay. Uh, hey, so Priska, you grew up with a religious background. You are the daughter of a pastor, yeah. the oldest daughter of a pastor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And you know, I, I think that in, in my family, it was unique in terms of being um, a pastor's family and being Christian because um, my mom was the breadwinner and that was very, very unusual um, mm-hmm. because so many families uh so many pastors families it it, it was so distinct that the father should be the head of the household Uh and below that um you know the woman should submit to the to the husband uh the wife should submit to the husband and then the children should submit to the wife to the mother until maybe they have a son that's of a certain age in which case you know um the mother then could be subservient to the son in some way as well so this is like i think in a lot of Um, conservative churches, Um, this is still being taught very readily. And I I saw this, you know, um, I think it was in a Christian homeschool uh, curriculum. And it was like an umbrella, and it was like the husband, and then an umbrella below that, and it was like the wife, and then an umbrella below that, and it was like the children. Um, And so growing up in that background, I think I knew that when I got married, I would have to submit to my husband. And I didn't really understand it because I'm a pretty outspoken person but um I knew that that would be the case and so any any personality I developed any thoughts I had I knew that I had to be ready to relinquish them once I said I do um but saying I do was of such high priority that I almost looked forward to the day that I would lose some sort of autonomy or some sort of power
1: yeah I have a question yes please okay so
0: <laughs> I don't, you don't to raise your
3: hand
1: girl so when was the first moment you grew up and you had the conscious reckoning that you had no choice over your body? I think it it was in the
0: process of leaving the church. So as I was leaving religion, I came to realize, I had this like really long talk with a friend of mine and I was like, well, God needs me to do this. And they're like, really? God of the universe? If you really believe in God, do you really think he needs you to relegate yourself to the sidelines and, and you know what I mean? Not actually be a complete, whole thinking person. Right. Um, but just to literally like, if he, if let's say, if we were to agree on the existence of God, like, let's just say, um, which that's not, you know, what I'm saying, but if we were to say that, then, um, why would this Supreme being need you to fold chairs up after church on Sunday? You know, why would he need you to, um, lead worship and, um, subject yourself to so much stress that your hair is like falling out. You know, um, why would he need you to, um, get married just to procreate and then stand on the sidelines of your church?
1: This is interesting because in previous episodes, you've always talked about your family and your parents emphasizing service before your personal needs. Right. So service to the collective service, like, even if you don't know that person, Yeah like but being the community you service them before yourself yes
0: right do you still
1: feel this way today
0: i mean i it's hard to shake right and i was even talking to abe just this week and he's like i've seen you just kill yourself to make people happy you know and i'm constantly trying to undo it and undo it and i think it's all knotted up and i think all of us we have so many intersecting identities that we can ascribe ourselves to and that includes being a for me, like being a daughter, being a previously Christian, being Asian, being Taiwanese American, and all of all of the different um, identities that I ascribe to, I think have this like service centered, you know, orientation. Like, and so I
1: feel like even to this day, I'm calling her out just because we're, we're you know we're in front of an audience. Yeah, but this it's is like great. this is comfy. But, but but your love language is to always make it easier for everyone else and right. it's just naturally a part of who you are yeah. even, and then I feel like you process it on your own afterwards sometimes when it does get a lot for you. True. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's also like a big beauty of what makes you you today and what makes all of us love Prisca so much is <sighs> this unlearning process, right? Yeah. Of like finding where that actually aligns like your own personal needs, your own personal health.
0: Taking back your voice. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah.
1: like reckoning with the that we grew up in, because no matter what, we all have trauma, yeah. right? And we're all trying to, um, you know, just be able to reconcile with it yeah. a certain way. Can
0: I ask you something, Roxy? No. Okay. <laughs> just well, we're done. No. <laughs> um, I I want to ask you when you were younger. When did you feel like uh, like your bodily autonomy was some was maybe stripped away from you? Maybe you didn't recognize it till you're older. But
1: who's Taiwanese in here? Raise your hand. Yeah. I- Hey, what's up in the house? Hey, we did it! <laughs> ah, ah, amazing. Well, when I grew up, you know, I uh, was born in the Netherlands. I grew up, you know, in the United States. My parents would always take me back to Taiwan every summer to visit my extended family. So I wasn't used to aunts and uncles and a big family. I was never used to that. Oh, wow. So then. When I go back, they throw me into, you know, sort of like the monstrous vortex of just all of them. Just a bunch them, of arms, arms and legs. bunch of arms and legs. That <laughs> right? me. Say, oh my God, you're <laughs> so cute. Come <laughs> here, come here. <laughs> let, me yeah. let me touch you. Let me touch you. Let me pinch you. Yeah. I remember my, my uncle, my oldest uncle on my dad's side, the way he pinched me was painful. Ooh. And he would just, I said, don't pinch Oh, you said that. And it was like, but even, like, the consent was not a thing. So he'll near me until I cried. What? And yeah, but then they're like, oh, so cool. you know? like, why are you crying? Why you crying? Don't but cry, But they do it yeah. in like, such, like, a... Like, a, like they're, they're making fun of you, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Definitely. And as a child, you really didn't have a voice, which is why it's inspiring to see parenting nowadays, because Prisca and I both aren't parents, so any parents, if you have any stories you want to share later on when we open it up to the audience, like, we would love to know that. Yeah. But I remember feeling like like I, I didn't know who to express that to, because, you know, when I told my parents, they are like, well, we all went through that.
0: Oh, wow. Like, so were you
1: experiencing fear, disgust? Sadness, like what was going on in there? Emotional neglect. Oh, um, so you know it's 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 hard because I'm an only child. So when your parents' only reasoning for why this is acceptable is, well, we've gone through it. Mm. What makes you know what makes you special? What makes you like an exception, right? We don't want to spoil you. Yeah. They haven't seen you in a long time.
3: Right. Let them in, yeah,
1: right? So that. I remember that very distinctly. Oh, yeah. And to this day, if someone pinches me without my consent, I go off on you, bitch. Ooh, wow. Right? Okay, so no
0: pinching, Roxy, especially after we had You talk. can hug me, though. Yay, yeah. But, yeah, I you remember. You can slap my booty, though. <laughs> okay, Just so kidding. she consented to that. I did.
1: I did. Um, a microphone to everybody. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, I remember always having that one uncle that you would kind of hide from. I don't know if anyone here can relate. Uh, but they would come and they would... Just either pick you up, which I think it's because I'm short. I don't like being picked up because it's like too easy. You know what I mean? It's so obvious that you would do that.
1: Um, I yeah, if, they'll fly you around, right? It's a, yeah, yeah,
0: and they would kiss you, and they would have mustaches, and and you just didn't have any control over it. And I remember growing older and going to a friend of mine's house who had a who had a son who was maybe seven or eight at the time, and I was like, oh, come give me a hug. And she went to him. She was like, you can give her a hug if you want to. And I was like, what? Like. What are you talking about? That's so, like, rude, you know? Yeah. And then I had to really think
1: about it. Like, oh, right. Because you were this different different close to repeating, consent, repeating r- what my parents cycle. said to me. Exactly. You know, it's like, well, I went through it. Yeah. You know, what makes you so special? Like, it's conditioned. It's internalized it, at this point. Exactly. And it's yeah. cyclical. And yeah. so,
0: so how did that affect you, I guess, growing up and then when you started developing, you know, when your body started changing?
1: When I went from an A cup to a D cup overnight, yeah. <laughs>
0: I wonder Huberty. what that's like.
1: Yeah. I think it's all the Gouda cheese I eat. Oh. I ate when I was in Netherlands, I don't know. No. Anyways the mystery of my tits. It's so weird. It's like um it's like my parents, none of one in my family has gigantic titties. Really? Yeah, it was sort of like a I don't know. I don't wow. know what happened. I like to think it's like a spider bite like from Spider-Man, but so far no superpower. Yeah, I mean, it is a superpower. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I call it like overflow parking for my genius because yeah. obviously I'm very intelligent, right? Right? Validate, validate, validate. Beauty and brains, ladies Thank and gentlemen. Thank so yes. fucking much. Yes. I love that. Well, <laughs> the thing was like when they said that they, they didn't allow me to consent for myself, I wasn't allowed to use my voice. Even to this day, it's very hard for me to be like, uh, can you not do that?
0: Uh. For me, I would
1: physically distance myself and those of you who know me know this about me: is that I'll be like, ha ha! Like I would try to make it like fun and okay, but I would never use like an assertive voice to say no. And and this has affected me through my, you know, through puberty, through my relationships in sex, mm. right? Like it's what kind of touch is acceptable? What kind of touch is safe? Right. You know, so many of us know what it's like to have performative sex, right? Mm. Um, and also growing up in a very male gaze-y mm-hmm. perspective of what intimacy is. Right. And, um, you know, just trying to open that emotional lens to feel safe. Mm. So all of that was completely, like, blinded to me so- because of how that pinching started. Wow. Yeah. Like,
0: just already relinquishing or understanding that you should relinquish a certain amount of control, a certain amount of uh, autonomy continued from childhood onward. And it's interesting because, you know, breasts are obviously really sexualized and especially in America, you know, we love our boobies. Like, you know, it's so sexualized. Um, If anyone were to show a nipple, Right now, you know, um, we would get arrested, you know, and that's, that's how our society views it. And all of a sudden, you're developing these breasts, and there's nothing you can they do. They won't stop
1: growing. Yeah, but suddenly, yeah, I know. They but, still won't <laughs> stop growing. They're still growing. I'm fucking 34 years but old. When your fiddle leaf fern
0: grows, it's a wondrous thing. But when your breasts are growing, there's nothing you can do to hide it from the... It becomes something that is a symbolic... Um, objectified thing attached to your body that belongs somehow to the world.
1: Babe, it's even crazier than that. Not only am I someone with large breasts, I am a fat Asian woman. I am a fetishized body. Mm. And so for the longest time, it was hard, like my mom, so obviously we're transitioning now from childhood into maturity, right? So I matured really quickly. My body has always been fat. And it is rare to see... A fat Asian woman look like me, right? and my mother would always say to me, if you guys check out our fat phobia episode, I talk a lot about this. Um, I tried every diet, I tried everything, right? And so it was real, she would always say to me, you, should, you have to lose the weight, you have to lose the tits a little bit more to become desirable to a future husband." Mm. <laughs> Amalia's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so, again, it was like our, our parents' generations were different, right? right? They want different things from us.
0: And it's their form of love, even though it's actually very degrading and, and it's toxic. you know. It is. Yeah. And
1: so I was trying to reconcile this this, this fact that my body, I work out every day. You know, I don't, whatever. Like, I keep myself very healthy. Yeah. But the fact that I couldn't fit this mold. And then, st- and then on the other side, when you look at pornography, when you look at, like, your you sexual awakening. Your I don't see my body and it's, but it's always being fetishized you know like and cams. even just
0: now qualifying mm-hmm. i'm uh, guys don't worry i'm i'm healthy like you know you exactly you the need that? to qualify that That was already yeah, like automatic. a part of
1: that so this conditioning is really quite toxic yeah. and then so going into dating going into what, what am i attracted to who would be attracted to me right, right? like obviously i'm so thankful that i've learned most of it right and like being in the queer community is the absolute best, right? And it's very, been very <laughs> healing. Yes, happy, happy pride! pride! Yes! Uh, Where's my fan? I don't know. Uh, oh, um, I trying, oh, I'm sitting on yes. it. Yes! Yes!
0: Thank you. Did you ever feel that you owed your part, like anyone who would date you, did you ever felt like you owed them? Yes. Like, like thanked them for dating yes. you? Yes. That's pretty fucked up. Yes. And what did you do? Like, how did you do to walk that back, to unlearn that?
1: So the reason why my personality is so amazing (laughs) is because a lot of it was... It's Adaptation. I, I mean, you, you have to learn, right? Like, how to please people, how to be accepted in different social circles. If a big part of you, especially as a visual aspect, that you've been taught that people don't find pleasing. Yeah. You find other ways to please others. Mm. So for me, it was very much like, let me compensate by how ugly I am by my amazing personality. I will give head the best way. I will eat you out the best way. I'll be the best. I'll try to love you the best way. But even like love you. Let me show up for you the best way. Let me like whatever the best way. So then you start to give them the most. But then you go into people pleasing, right? And then you go into what you're saying is like service of others before yourself. Right. So then this is like, why this topic is so important. And we are speaking from our own personal experiences because everybody experiences body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. and body autonomy Mm -hmm. in their own different way. Our bodies are changing.
0: Relinquishing the power of ourselves. Yeah, Yeah, no, definitely. But
1: what about you? So, like, obviously, you've had, like, this really interesting relationship with your sexual self. Yeah. Like, what happened in, like... High school and college, when did that peak start turning for you?
0: I think I just always implicitly believed that somehow men ought to have the upper hand in sex. Like, their pleasure was somehow central. Um, I just got that message. I don't know that anyone, like, tapped me on the shoulder and was like, only men's pleasure matters. But all the information I was getting... Um, whether in advertisements, on Reddit, which, I mean, I guess that would skew that way for sure, um, from friends, from from people I talked to, like, a man's pleasure seemed to be central to everything. So I felt like everything about my sexuality needed to be in service of that in some way.
1: By the way, this is a free event. You could join us if you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah feel yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hey, yeah, what's yeah. up? I want to get a little closer. I'm Preska, so, this is yeah, Roxy. nice to meet you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this is our podcast, Two Horny Goats. That's right. We talk about all the hard topics that we never had growing up, so we're like the big sisters of anybody that needed it. Um, Sorry, where were you? I was distracted by his
0: his great hat, hat good sunglasses, this v neck shirt. I'm all about it. Dope, dope, dope. Um, Nice to meet you. Nice to
1: meet Um, you.
0: uh, Where was I? Well, let's talk about
1: what about your relationship with your body, though? I don't know if.
0: Uh, who grew up in some sort of religious background that really affects them to this day, and you talk to your therapist about it all the time? <laughs> okay, great. Yes, a lot of hands just went up. I know, yeah, over here, here we go. Um, I think I had a lot of shame about my body. And I, I, I even, even wearing something like this that's sheer, even showing a certain amount of leg, even showing a certain amount of toe, um, was really inappropriate. And... Um, even if you didn't actually do anything, you could be considered slutty just by the way you presented yourself. And so a lot of my ch- high school years, college years, was living in fear of crossing certain lines to make me um, a sexual deviant, a, sin- a sinner, a sinful person. Do you, you ever know? feel
1: like you were too much? Too too much? Too, too, uh, too much.
0: I felt like I had no freedom. And I always like folded myself on top of myself like origami, you know? And I would cover everything and feel really uncomfortable. Um, and I was actually really afraid to have a sexual experience because I felt like it dirtied me in some way. Um, and that I should save that again for this imaginary person that was going to be my husband. His his pleasure was still central for me even throughout high school, college and Until I left religion.
1: So let's take this back to bodily autonomy, right? Because bodily autonomy is about the freedom of expression of you living in this body that you're in. Because we Mm -hmm. are in these bodies... 100% 100% of the time. 100% of the time, We yeah. spend 100% of our time Unless you're Dr. Strange. Bodies.
0: Then you sometimes leave and <laughs> come back and
1: leave. And I wouldn't mind back. myself some bending. Right? Oh, my God. Benedict.
0: Who does love Benedict? I <laughs> know. Some cumper
1: com- p- b- yeah. b- yeah. yeah. We know. We come know. B- bitches, we love that. That's what's up. But, you know, it's it's interesting because, like, I'm known for my titties. I mean, yeah, I'm known for Roxy, but like, if it weren't for my titties, I wouldn't be recognizable. I'm in! Thank you! I'm in! But like, my mom, sorry, all of our podcasts, I talk about my mother. I know. I love her, I love her, but I know. um, she's also um a big source of my trauma.
0: Well, and, and all jokes aside, <laughs>
1: I mean, she same. Is the trauma.
0: I mean, same. But I mean, all jokes aside, it's like even making a joke like that, it's a way that you've learned to cope. Like, you've learned to cope with how you look by beating people to some sort of punchline that you don't want them to hit before you do. And it's so. Stop quick. analyzing
1: me, Priska. Jesus! I know. With anyone like in public! <laughs> Shit! We're on a couch, I can't help it. That's true, right? That's true, really nice. It's like, yeah. it's like couch time with us. Yeah. But you know, like. Uh, also with like losing the weight and stuff She was like I will pay you mm-hmm. To I will pay you I will also pay for the surgery I I will pay for the surgery For the reduction of your breasts Yeah And That's really hard Cause yeah. If I want to reduce my breasts It should be my choice mm-hmm. Right It should be If it is a health issue When it becomes a health issue I will do it But I've come to love Thelma and Louise My bad girls in crime Yep. You know, and, and, but it's, it's just, I think when we all reflect on growing up in certain times in your life, when you don't feel comfortable in your body, when you don't feel safe in your body, we implore you to explore that mm-hmm. because most likely it didn't come from you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You were going to say something.
0: Well, and I know a lot of, um, when I was in church, a lot of the conversations, especially with the, the males, the men, was about masturbation and how awful it was and how sinful it was. But like everyone does it, yeah. but you just do it and then you feel dirty and shameful after instead of just like basking in that post-nut clarity, you know? <laughs> like you really should be writing poetry or I don't know, a screenplay. But but you know, so many so much wasted time like, "Oh, I'm so I feel so bad about myself," you know? And I think uh, almost opposite from you, I was so desexualized. Like I I looked like a 12-year-old kid until, you know, today. And I I think in that way it was difficult for me to then find my control in my sexuality and in being sexy, in wanting to wear something tight. I think um, Abe and I were in Cabo and I was wearing this like tight dress with some clavage, you know? And the whole dinner, I'm just like this.
1: Bitch, you're fucking hot, isn't Prisca hot? She's fucking sexy, dude. (laughs) I really try. But you know what I mean? Like, I
0: felt, I'm 33, and we went to this fucking resort that we, you know, deserved, and, like, we, it was there to kick back, and I wore a bikini all day. But then all of a sudden, I'm wearing this, like, tight dress, and all I could think was, like, if my mom saw me in this, she would, like, pass out, you know? And I don't want her passing out.
1: You you know, it's a long way to the floor. Well, that's interesting. We're in our mid-30s now. Uh, we've lived through our 20s, we've lived through our teens, we've lived through Thank our childhood. We've lived through, we're still here, we're still alive. Yeah. Um, I recently, I, and I've, I, I don't, I've told like two people this. I've told you this, I told Rochelle this yesterday. <laughs> hey Rochelle. <laughs> hey! Um, so I am experiencing um, body dysmorphia again. So I used to have really severe body dysmorphia when I was a teenager. And recently in the mirror... I started doing this mm. without me even being conscious of it. I'm starting to pull at my skin, tuck things, tuck things in. I'm starting to, I'm starting to try all these workouts. I'm trying to go back into fasting. Nothing's working, right? And I'm just like, what triggered this? Mm. Like, I, 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 I woke, I s- found myself doing it after. I think, disassociating for like five minutes. Mm. And I said, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. And I love to think that when I was feeling very hot last year, that I cured myself of this, mm. that I felt ownership, power, empowerment through my community and my friends, all the work we've yeah. been doing. Sup! Um it's You know, so we've been insidious. doing all of it. It is. And then yeah. it just comes back at you. Yeah. And I see a show of hands of... Other people who have experienced this, like, mm. the return. Mm. Thank you.
0: And does it keep you from participating in life at the level that you want to be? Yes. How because so? it's in the
1: back of my head. Mm. It's in the back of my head. This, And I think maybe it's because summer's starting again. Can, that's a big trigger. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a big trigger, trigger point. And I'm like, wait, this isn't fitting anymore. Like, I'm working out every day. Like, again, it's like that, that, the that inner dialogue. And, yeah. and you know... Body autonomy is, like, the choice over, like, your decisions of, like, what people tell you what to do. But it's the conditioning of it that, like, manages to seep through these, like, protection barriers or, like, these healing barriers that you, like, made for yourself.
0: Because you're viewing yourself as the object because you've objectified yourself, you know? And so you're both within and without and looking at and looking from within. And so it's very confusing and tough. And then it's, like, I think... You're this brilliant person, and I think when... W- everyone here is fucking brilliant. But I think when we have these, sh- these thoughts, we can think of ourselves as shallow, and so we keep it in. And we keep it to ourselves. And we keep that cycle going within ourselves. Um, and I don't, know, I-, I don't know what the best solution is for it, but it's fucking confusing and difficult and exhausting. And
1: even harder is when you look at photos of yourself in the past. Right. And you're just like either... You're just like, oh, how come I didn't see myself as beautiful back then? Mm. You know, if only I could tell 16 year old Roxy how perfect, Fucking perfect. she was mm-hmm. back then, because there ain't nobody telling her around her during that time. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure yeah. that a lot of you resonate with this. But it's like coming now, I think that developing that relationship with your inner child constantly, because this is my inner child coming back. Yeah. Just like seeping through in my mid thirties, mm. just that insecurity coming back in again. How are we doing on time? Do we wish to? Oh yeah. I no. like, yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna open it up we're to it you very soon. Well, oh, w- real quick,
0: real quick. Before we do that, I do want to talk about a lot of the um, self-helpy books. Yes, that try to tell you, you know, That's right, just love yourself. It's all about, you know, and, and I, I I read this book and I did enjoy it. The Body is Not an Apology. I by love Stanley this book. Taylor. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm. However, at the end of it, it actually flung me into kind of a Oof. destructive, depressive state a little bit. Just because it's like, oh, you know what your problem is? You're actually just not loving yourself enough. Mm. And then I started guilting myself for not loving myself enough. Um. And then the fact is... I don't love myself at all moments. It's, it, it, it changes from minute to minute, second to second. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I had some difficulty with it, you know? I had some difficulty with putting the onus on uh, back on us somehow.
1: Can I ask you to try something? Yeah. Can you give yourself three affirmations right now? Um, What would you say to yourself right now?
0: Okay, I have great calves. Yes, bitch. I
1: do, I do.
3: Thanks.
0: It's really good. Um, I'm a good friend. Yeah! You're a great friend, bitch! And uh,
1: I throw a hell of a party. Yay! I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. How about you? I'm fucking hot. Yes. <laughs> True words
0: have never been spoken. You are. I also fucking have hot.
1: great calves. Yes. Anybody want to do step aerobics with me? It's very painful. Jane Fonda, come through. Jane Fonda, come through. Yes. Um. Hmm. This is hard. Actually. Wow. You got it. You got it. Um. I am. Generous.
0: Woo! Yes! Amen to that. Thank you. Amen to that. And I think, you know, a lot of these self-help books, they're very... um, See, it's so hard to be kind to yourself. It's very hard. Yeah. Including when you're trying to improve. That's why I think... These self-help books, a lot of times, they're, they're rigorous a way that a training session would be. But Sometimes also, I some feel... people are just
1: like, what does it mean to love yourself? Exactly. Like, like those at the very start of their journey don't even... The, where do you start? Yeah. Like, it's so
0: hard. And it's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Asian. Confucian theory is like, you know, you, I want to oh, love myself the absolute best. <laughs> and if I'm not, that's an A minus. A-. <laughs> I can't go home with that. Are you kidding? You get slapped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think... What I've been trying to do, and, and one thing that, you know, I think we can all do together is just learning to be more gentle with yourself and um, understanding and reflecting on how you've relinquished this thing we're calling bodily autonomy or body, bodily integrity.
1: And uh, by you saying that, I also want to thank you, Priska, because oh. you are, like, my friend that always reminds me to do that. Like, any... Because we are Capricorns, that's why we're called Two Horny Goats. Right. And if you... Do, Oh, then uh, you Capricorn, bitch! Capricorn! Yes! Okay, it's only Amalia. Okay, great. I <laughs> um, but, but, but I just want to say that, like, you know, Prisca's always there to remind me to be gentle with myself and to be gentle with us, because Two Horny Goats is our baby, and sometimes it's like uh, we're parenting this podcast as well, mm-hmm. and sometimes we're like, here's our schedule. We're going to meet it every single week. we yeah. do this, blah, blah, blah. And then we look at each other, and we're just like, we could feel the energy, and we're just like, okay, let's just do a hangout Let's not talk about anything too intense today. You but know. when you
0: relinquish, when you're used to relinquishing yeah. control or you're used to giving to the status quo, if you say started a business or started something, you might not like that same thing with wanting to hug a kid without consent. It's a cyclical thing. It's something you can t- continue without being cognizant of it. So that's why I think reflecting on it and pulling apart the pieces and really like not solving things, but seeing things, um, helps us to then not continue the cycles that we've been a part of and Party 2, you know?
1: And on that note, (laughs) we would love to have any of you who are willing to volunteer to share maybe your experience with bodily autonomy. Minji will moderate and help us
0: bring the mic over bring to you so if you want to like you. put a little hand up. I know it's scary. It's scary it's all these people, but like Roxy said right before this, she's like if you get hung up on anything, just look me in the I eye. I talked about my titties. Yeah, just look look her Come in the on, eye. Y'all. You know, okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> we okay, got someone you. right here.
4: Hello.
3: Hi, Hello. what's your name? Who are you?
4: Yes, uh, my tada. name is Todd. Hi Todd. Hi and hi (laughs) i'm i am queer yeah uh and i do teach asian american kids and i was when i was hearing your stories actually reminds me of an episode i had with my kids because the kids i teach they're like ranging six to like what 17 years old and then wow. so they're teenagers that going through like not understanding their body Ooh. and they have kids they're like uh, they're like six years old and their moms are like you're not tall enough you need to grow Ooh. taller yeah and then like i not re- literally it's like crazy <laughs> right wait didn't you have to grow taller too right. yeah,
0: same and I, yeah and i was
4: like growing up and i just reminded my i remember this episode uh I remember my childhood Growing up, I have to take a bunch of different like Chinese medicine, oh Zhong Yao, right? Yep. Then, and then it wasn't for like, oh, I am sick. It's like it's for it literally says zhong gao Yao, like grow tall medicine. <laughs> I have wow. to take every day, and it tastes disgusting. Ooh. And I'm just like, mom was like, here, yeah, jump twenty times every day, reach that ceiling right there. Yeah. If you're not tall enough, you're not hot. Yes. It's literally like I don't understand. Yeah. And then like, I reach when I reach one point seven meter my mom cried Wow. and I'm just like I don't know why that was so important because I was like what if I never made it yeah like you know like so it to me like I have kids that does the same thing with like this because they're immigrants so then their yeah. parents will all have this kind of idea of like what you know like when the pinching yeah. part of it yeah or, it's like, like we know, brought you to America there's right. hormones
0: in the food so you should be taller this right is right you're tall. yeah no it's you're eating difficult. Difficult. organic for Whole Foods what's
4: happening exactly so, <laughs> So yeah, so I, I feel like it, it didn't feel like my body belonged to me when I was growing up either wow. because it's like they wanted to match into the certain weight what you're supposed to look like. Yeah. Like, you know, 1.7A is when you get hot. If you're Whoa. not there, you're kind of just average. Ooh. And I'm just like, I never made it. But uh. they, they, my parents are like, here, some, uh, wear some shoes that increase your height. I was like, uh. why does it matter so much how tall I am? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes this, all of this
1: conditional, right? Like, right. if you're able to reach it, that's when you deserve the love. Whoa. Right.
4: And then that, that's feeds into like you're never enough you're, you're never not good enough so it, how yes. do you
0: talk to your kids how do you talk to your students I
4: actually said the same thing you, uh, what you guys did earlier like yeah. I would say they will always tell me things like I'm not good enough wow. or like oh I suck at this and I say okay let's change that Ooh. to how much you what do you like about what you just did oh. or what do you like about yourself even if you don't like it what can we do to make you feel better about this wow. like you know because if you say you want to work harder to become better at some craft yeah great you know take lessons and you practice yeah but I'm like when you do it you need to be able to see what the good things you did and I think that's one thing I feel like the kids really enjoy taking I'm not saying I'm, I'm so good at yeah it, but like they're they enjoy taking classes with teachers that understands that right. versus the teacher says be better do better yeah and it's and just it's
0: a reconditioning so you're 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 literally like it's almost like bicep curls like yeah. the first time it's like oh my gosh you know and then after a couple days you know, or weeks, you you build that muscle, and then you're able to do it without thinking, you know? And I think that's what you're helping your students do.
4: Yeah, so I, because for Asian American kids growing up with, the you know, immigrant parents, I think most of them kind of have this kind of experience Mm. here, like, you don't understand it, because when you're at school, you're taught certain certain things, but when you're at home, you're taught different things, right? So all of a sudden, you don't know what, you get really confused growing up, Mm. and then, like, not sure what to do, but then, like, um, it's almost. like I feel like they kind of feeding. They kind of help each other feed to feeding to this toxic toxic idea. Yeah. When you're at school, you feel maybe t- uh, too sexualized. Yeah. Woo!
3: Woo!
4: Yeah. So yeah.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah. But anyways. So Thank
3: you for
0: sharing. Thank you, so Thank you so much. Thank you. What a great perspective. Broke the ice. Yes. Next. Broke the ice. Let's uh, see some hair. Yes. Does anyone else want to share a little bit about, I mean, it can really be anything about relinquishing control you had, about loving yourself. Anyone want to talk about loving yourself?
1: Amalia. Yes. Amalia! Give it up. Give it up. Give it up for this
5: gorgeous goddess, Amalia. I just... Hi, everybody. I'm Amalia. and I'm Roxy's friend and neighbor. Woo! All right. and we love kids. you. Thank um, I also want to take this moment to introduce somebody. So this is Ryan Rosenchick, and he is my best friend. Oh. And the reason why I want to shout out to him right now, if I cry, excuse me. But part of the reason why I'm standing here is because the self-love thing, right? Mm, mm. So underneath my very expensive lace front, I'm bald. Wow and in african-american communities it's all about good hair Mm. you have to have good hair Mm. if you don't have good hair then you're not accepted you know Mm. so in my community when we grew up it was all the light-skinned girls with the long pretty hair were the ones that were accepted and dated and looked at i was brilliant in high school still brilliant now but i was a bit of a bookhead. So I had buck teeth and picking any hair, but I was absolutely bullied. I never felt loved, never felt accepted. And I had the largest breasts you could imagine. I mean, I was cornered in the corners and abused by boys just trying to get close to me. But if you saw me walking to class, it was like, would you go out with her? And I'm like, yeah, you put a bag over her head. So that was what it was like for me. And then it took me, I'm 53 years old now, but it took me almost 50 years to learn to love all of this. Wow. But what really did it was when God sent me someone, source is what I call it, to let me see myself, yeah? Mm-hmm. And um, I would love for all of you to come visit us. We own um, the nursery called The Tropics. Ah! It's amazing! It's, uh, amazing. Wow. Um, it's a magical Truly place a staple, that this man and his father built for 50 years taken to build it but I was going through what if anybody has ever been through an awakening mm-hmm. right I've been through about three of them wow but this one happened I used to sell luxury real estate in Beverly Hills and it was egos and elitism and all of that and so when the when the pandemic hit um, let me take off my glasses. I'm sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. When the pandemic hit, things got hard, and I have no pride. I'm not like that. So I got my butt in a, in a car and I drove down and I, I did Uber and Postmates and deliveries, right? And I had just moved into my flat, gotten over a really bad relationship. So I was in the valley, right? But one night, my daughter looked at me and she said, Mom, why don't you just be over it? I said, You know what? You're right. So I sat on a stool and I let my baby girl shave my head. And you have no idea what that was like for me. I thought I was going to cry and scream because I let my hair grow. Because I thought, okay, I got good hair. I got good hair. I got some hair now. It made not a bit of difference. Men didn't look at me differently. You know, my breasts got smaller. They didn't look at me differently. It's because inside I was still that same girl that they cornered and felt unworthy and everything. And I did not know how to get there.
3: Mm.
5: Like that's the part you guys are talking about. Like you want to get there, but you don't know how, right? But your soul most certainly does. Mm. I promise you that if you are a seeker of yourself, your soul will show you exactly which way to go. So I was in the car and I was, I, I moved into my new flat. I was looking for a plant. I was like, okay, forget it, no Home Depot, no Lowe's, I'm not gonna find it, it'll find me, <laughs> right? So I'm at the stoplight of Santa Monica and La Brea. And I have been in Los Angeles almost all my life and I never even knew the place was there. And so I could hear, it was almost audible. I suddenly just said, look to the left. And I just turned my head and I was like, oh my God. There it is. That's the plant. That's it. That's it. I didn't even make the delivery. I went up the street, busted a U, came back, parked my car, and the plant and the truck was gone. I was like, oh my God. Okay. So I walked inside and I was like, could somebody help me, please? I was looking, and there I am, bald. <laughs> right? I've got my white little dress on. I've got no makeup on. I'm just loving myself completely. I was doing mirror work, standing in front of the mirror going, you are beautiful, you are beautiful, you are gorgeous, you are loved. Balling my eyes out, learning to accept what I am saying to myself. And I did that until the day I shaved my head. So the day I shaved my hair, when I tell you I walked out that door, you couldn't tell me nothing, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing. Whoa. I was like, I am the shit. Yes, you yes, yes, are the yes, yes, Right? Yes. So I'm walking down that aisle, and I'm feeling all of this. And all of a sudden, I, I could feel it. It was like every plant in the place was talking to me. Mm. And somebody said, I was like, can somebody tell me who can help me? And they said, oh, no, you go find Ryan. And so I turn and Ryan is walking up the walkway and I had to hold on to something because the voices that I was hearing, it was all love. Like love is a decision. It's not a feeling and the entire universe has decided to love us. We need to make the decision to agree. If we love ourselves the same way Source does, I promise you everything will be all right. Mm. But that journey is the magic. It's not when you get there and realize that with your bald head, no makeup, walking down the aisle, falling into the arms of a man who's never even seen you before, trying to explain to him that all his plants are talking to you,
3: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> right, right? I never left. I quit my job. I've been working there a year now. It's the happiest place in the world.
1: It was literally—I will say this—Amalia <laughs> and Ryan are two of the most magical people I have ever met. The tropics is a complete sanctuary, and both of you are the most healing people I know. Thank you so much, Amalia. Thank you, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone. Give it up. I love, you. I, love you. I love you so much. We have time for maybe one more. Oh. Someone, we have time for one more person to yes! share before we close Someone off our Yeah, Someone in the episode. back, come, yeah, on, come on! Be brave! That was, that was really
0: beautiful. You too can make Roxy cry. Yeah! <laughs> one more person, one more. Okay, Aye. right here. Woo!
6: Introduce yourself, please. Yay. Hi, everyone, I'm Lou. Hi! Hi, Lou! I never, ever, ever do this. Um, but you guys are inspiring me and I love you. We love you! <laughs> so, when we're talking about bodily autonomy, right away I thought about this memory. This memory, and maybe you guys can help me unpack it because I have so many questions around it. And I was on vacation one one time with my parents and I was um, 15 or 16 years old. You know, my, I was always on the swim team, you know, growing taller every year. Getting tan, and for this vacation, I bought my first bi- two piece bathing suit, like my first bikini, right? And I remember it was from BB, so you know it was like inappropriately slutty. Um, you know, but that's where you shop from back then. Yeah. Right? Um, so I was on the beach with my parents. And you know, walking in this bikini, very awkward, with my um, one-piece tan lines and my you know two-piece going on. So you can imagine, right? And uh, this man, you know, is staring at me. This older man, you know, don't know exactly how old, but he was older, and he was staring really hard. And he came up to me and my parents, and um, he asked, "Hey." can I take a picture with your daughter? Mm. And at that moment, you know, I can relate to you, Roxy, where you're like, oh, I just want people to be happy and I don't know how to say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and my parents were like, yeah. And I took a picture with this man in my bikini, probably looking so super awkward next to him. And my questions now are like, where is this picture now? You know, what did he do with this picture? Fuck. why did my parents let me take a picture with this random stranger? Yeah. So it's just made me think of that, and it was... Fuck.
1: <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Lou. Thank you for sharing Thank you that.
6: Thank you so much. That was yeah, really Amazing. And we encourage,
1: you know, after this, you go, know, we're going to mix, so um, yeah. make sure to, like, you know, hang out here at hey, hey and, like, discuss more of these stories. I know that it's very hard to come on to the microphone and you know, yeah, thank, we're you air. thank you for so talking much. to
0: us about that. I mean, that's such a painful experience and you're so courageous for sharing about it. And I think it's even maybe in that moment, you didn't even know what was happening. It was happening to you. It was happening at you. And I'm so glad that, I don't know, that now you're reflecting on it and talking to us about it, but it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it healing. It's not a healing experience. Those, Awful, and I'm really sorry you we went through that. We see you. Yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing. Thank that. you for sharing that. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, do you hear that sound, Priscilla? I don't know. I think it might be time, time for, for
3: unsolicited picks. <laughs> There's our jingle. All right. I, to to pics. I, I,
1: Unsolicited picks. Unsolicited picks. Okay, we got one pick for you. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna do a truncated unsolicited
0: pick. But what I want to say is really Abraham came really good. Yeah, little, uh, blah, Abraham really Abraham. nice. Abraham.
1: They're all set up today. Thank you, Abe. He's like, how do I know when to cue it?
0: I'm like, oh, you'll know. You
3: know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he did. That was amazing. Um, We never know how to transition because we talk about such heavy things, you know, and I don't want to discount anything that was said, but maybe just to seal that really quick with love and then not just with the soundbite, you know, but just sealing all that, holding space for it and just knowing like this is more than just getting through our program but it's really just knowing and holding that open so
1: also it's like the whole point of this is because this is a community yeah this is the community where I will talk about and I will air out all my dirty laundry with all of you I'm not afraid and I hope that This will allow you to not be afraid and that this is a place of safety. So, again, I was talking about the mixer afterwards because I hope that this starts a conversation.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I think, like, I truly feel like we're not special or unique in that we're all special and unique. So no one's truly special and unique in a way, you know. But we are just sharing our thoughts. And we know that you all have beautiful, illustrious, stupendous thoughts. And all we're doing is just saying things out loud to connect. You know, that, that's all it is. We're not a higher
1: anything. I'm going I'm <laughs> to give her my pick now. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's time for... <laughs> no, no, we did it, we did it. We already did it. Okay, I'm going to start with my pick. So, um, HBO Sorry. Max, there is a show called We're Here. Ace! Ace! So it stars Shangela, Eureka yes. and um Bob the Drag Queen. Hey. And they basically go through like the Midwest and they adopt like drag daughters, you know, um, but they go through these very conservative cities, you know, to help people come out with like how they want to identify but be their truest self no matter what age they are. Every single episode is a tear gusher. You, it will completely break you. There are clean out people those in their 30s and 40s who still cannot feel freedom inside their bodies. So this pick is has a lot to do with our topic today because we all deserve to feel freedom inside our bodies and freedom of expression. So this this Mm. show is so good. So just make sure that you're well hydrated because after every episode I'm like, I'm like snotting. My ears are popping. You know, like it's just You're dehydrated. Yeah. It's really, really great. And also in honor of Pride Month. So we're here on HBO Max.
0: Yes. HBO Max. We're here. Uh, My pick is Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wanted a lot of things, but this is what I'm going to go with because I think it's great. There's a show on Netflix. It's called The K-Food Show, A Nation of Broth.
1: I started watching this.
0: Isn't it? Um, It's a food, like, docuseries, but shot like a Korean drama. I
1: want this. They drink so much soup. I'm so jealous. And the sounds, like, it's like ASMR, like... And we do <laughs> speak Korean, but I feel like I am... Yeah. I would always get, like, yangji gamja-tang takeout, and, yes. like, I'll be, like, d- drinking my takeout soup while watching this show. It's so
0: good. You yeah. should check it out. Obviously, I love Korean... I love home cooking. I love Asian home cooking, and I really love um, diving into Korean cooking because... It's, it's a philosophy, I think, more so than anything. Um, and it's not just about base ingredients, but I think what's beautiful is that a lot of food, and I had this discussion with Abe last night, a lot of food came here in the 70s and 80s, and they've kind of been locked in a time capsule. And so they've continued to alter and change in Korea. And so a lot of the foods that came here... Um, we're, they, they came to the US during a very skint times, very impoverished times. And so a lot of the base ingredients are dried ingredients, bones, very little meat, lots of root vegetables and whatnot. And so I think what this show does really well is show how these foods have continued to evolve the past 30, 40 years, and now they're, they're more luscious. They're the combining different ingredients um, so, for example, like uh, you know, there's there's a seaweed soup that you eat on your birthday because um, mothers eat it when they first give birth because it's supposed to help with your milk supply. And now, more and more so, not only is it seaweed based, then it became more um, seafood based, and now it's uh, pig trotter based. And even though I wouldn't say pig trotters are extremely expensive. Pigs, um, you know, back in the day were not an easy-to-come-by ingredient. And so anyway, I think it's really, really eye-opening, mind-bending, really beautiful. Makes you want to, like, fall in love.
1: (laughs) I just, I just, I just, they have a soup at every meal, and that's what I want. I want a soup at every meal. So those are our two pigs. We're here at HBO Max. uh, K-Food show. That's on Netflix, right? A Nation of Broth. It is on Netflix, yes.
0: And before we go, we do want to thank each and every single person here. Literally... We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much. Um, one reason why we wanted to have this event was, one, to breathe the same air, to give consensual hugs all together, to share the same space, to share
1: ideas, to collide. And another reason is is uh, we want to work together. You. Yeah. Um, so Prisca and I have been doing this by ourselves for way too long. She does all of it. <gasps> I'm just here once in a while. <laughs> That's not true. That's not No, true. no, but, 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 um, you know, uh, we have a lot of very exciting things happening with the podcast. We would love to learn how to delegate. Yeah. Um, and, well, uh, And if
0: you want to advertise or do an event together or do, you know, or you need us as speakers, I mean, uh, look at Roxy, you know what I'm saying? If, if there's any way we can work together, we just want to add this at the tail end here, a plea, a desire, an openness to, to work together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is. It's oh, all great. Okay, so does anybody want to learn Taiwanese? Yes! Anybody want to learn? It is a dying dialect in Taiwan. We're going to learn a little bit of something, something. So is there a jingle for them? Want to go to school? There is, yeah. Let's speak Taiwanese. Lai gong Okay, okay, so um, I just think that the best way to end this is to say cheers. Woo! So, like in Korean, there's like kampai, right? Yeah. Okay, and Mandarin, there's kampai, right? Kampai. Pretty close in Taiwanese. Kam bui. Oh, gum bui. Yeah, yeah, so come everybody say come come bui. 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 All together, one, two, three. Kam, kam bui.
0: Bui. <laughs> <laughs> On that note,
1: have a horny summer.
0: Our lovely goatees.
1: And remember. You know it, you know it.
3: Stay. Oh. 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 i Is anybody okay.